Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hello, everybody. This is Terry Lynn, and I am going to be doing an episode today about giving and receiving. I'm recording this in December, and it'll post in December also, but I think the concepts here apply to any time of year. And the reason why I think this is important is because, especially this time of year, we really, there's a lot of opportunities for giving and for receiving, both of gifts and of time. And I've noticed in my adult life that for some people, this is a time of, um, connection and wholeness. And for others, it's a time of depletion. And I guess also before I get started, I just want to, I feel like anytime we talk about holiday stuff, I always feel this kind of ache for people who are going through any kind of loss this time of year, whether it's a new grief or an old grief, however long, you know, you have been grieving the loss of somebody or something that you love, whether you have loved, sometimes I know that holidays can be very complicated emotionally. And so before we get started, I just want to kind of honor that for any of you out there who are missing somebody or kind of mourning maybe the loss of a relationship or um, anything like that, that just so you know, I hear you and you're not alone because there's I know this time of year is hard for a lot of people in a lot of ways and can be conflicting because there's also a lot of happiness and, you know, people wanting to have all these beautiful traditions. And for some people, especially when they're mourning, um, that can be difficult because they're, they're trying to participate in those happy things while also still honoring their loss. So I just want to give you permission to give yourself space and there's nothing to fill both. You can feel both in a holiday and it's okay. Something, a beautiful truth I have learned in my own journey is that just because something hard happens in a period of time does not mean that that entire period of time is just tainted. I used to think that's how it was. And in this beautiful meditation, uh, once a few years ago, I really had this beautiful eye-opening experience to realize that Difficult things do not have to take away from beauty. They can both coexist at the same time. Both difficulty and sadness and joy at the same time. And you can feel both. It's okay. So I guess I'm just giving you permission to give yourself space to maybe take time out for whatever hard thing you're going through and to experience those emotions. And also set aside time and say, you know what, and right now I'm just going to enjoy you know, this tradition with my kids right now. And that's what I'm going to do right now. And then tomorrow morning, I'm going to set aside some time for morning. So I'm just uh, in the morning, set aside some time for morning. That sounded like a joke, but I meant grief. <laughs> that would probably be, have been a better word. Anyway, so I just want to give that little thought for anybody out there who's going through something hard right now. And that goes right in to what we're going to be talking about today because you have to be able to take care of yourself if you're going to be able to take care of others. 
And this applies directly to giving and receiving. We usually say the phrase giving and receiving, but today I'm actually going to turn it around and we're going to talk about receiving first. Because receiving is a skill that you can practice. I know that sounds kind of silly, but receiving really is an important skill. So I want you to think there's there's several different ways to receive, um, but there's two ways I kind of want to focus on today. And then a third way that I think is a more healthy way. Okay. So as I explain this, I want you to kind of think of yourself and think if the way you receive is in one of these first two categories. The first way is to resist receiving. Okay. So I want you to imagine if somebody gives you a compliment, what do you do with that compliment? Do you pull it in? Do you receive it? Or is your immediate reaction to either deflect it or reject it in some way? So that could look like, I mean, the easiest, you know, low-hanging fruit here is somebody says, oh, you look beautiful today. Is your immediate response, oh, really? I didn't even get ready today. Or, oh my gosh, really? Nah, I'm having a bad hair day or whatever it is. Or maybe, let's go a little deeper. What if somebody says, you have a really kind heart, which to me is, you know, a hundred times better than somebody complimenting me on how I I look. I mean, see any of our body image (laughs) episodes for that. So somebody says, you have a really kind heart. Is your immediate thing to think of all the reasons why you are not kind? Or can you just hear what that person is giving you, that gift that person is giving you, and pull it in and say thank you? Okay, Um, another kind of compliment is for something that you did. So let's say you did something and somebody says, hey, you, thank you for putting that together. It really added value to my life. Say you give a talk or a speech or a lesson or at work, you put something together and you presented it, or um, you made a wonderful dinner and somebody says, hey, thank you so much. That was really, really good. That really helped me. Is your first thing to say, oh man, well, I burnt the sweet potatoes or, oh, it was nothing or, man, well, you know, I messed up on that part of the speech. Is that what you do? Or can you just say thank you? So as you imagine yourself in those different situations, I want you to think how you receive. And we're talking about, these are just words we're talking about. This isn't even presence. This is just words. So let's think about that. If you resonate with that at all, that you have, the in that your response is to deflect or resist it, then I'm going to say that's the first category of receiving that we're talking about. And there's a healthier way. Okay. So my... I have a part of me, definitely, that likes to do that, to resist it. And I have intentionally, for years and years and years now, tried to receive. So when somebody tells me something kind, of any words, of any, any kind words, I try to just say, thank you so much, that means a lot to me. And I try to just leave it at that. But guys, guess what? It's kind of hard for me sometimes. Every once in a while, I do, I just feel like, I almost can't stop it. Like I have to say, <laughs> oh, it was nothing. Or really, I don't know about, I, I don't necessarily flat out reject it often, but sometimes it will really be like, oh man, but I really messed up on that. Or 
my brain starts coming up with all these reasons why the compliment that somebody just gave me is actually not true all the way, right? And I feel like I have to like say that for some reason. But I would say 95% of the time, after conscious practice, I can just say thank you. So if you fit into that category of you tend to resist things that people give you, words, you can practice just saying thank you. And that's going to be practicing what it's like to actually receive gifts or service or whatever it is. This applies to everything. Service is difficult to receive. If you've ever been on the on the other end of like actually receiving service, for me when I have a baby, when I've been really sick, when I needed help, when I've moved, it's hard to receive service. But the same thing goes here. Can you just really truly receive it and say thank you from a place of, oh my gosh, thank you so, so much. That's so much healthier than trying to justify and make excuses for, oh my gosh, you know, and beat yourself up. I'm so sorry that I even need help. I feel so awful. I feel so guilty. And like saying all those things, can we just say, thank you so much. Like this means so much to me. That feels to the person giving you service, giving you a gift, giving you any of those things. It feels so good to that person. And it also feels good to us. We don't have to have the we have to be feel compelled to beat ourselves up in order to receive something, right? So that's something to keep in mind if you kind of feel like you fit into that category. The second category of receiving is the kind of person, and it's interesting because you can have both of these inside of you. I have both of these way of receiving inside of me. So <laughs> there's, there's no judgment here. This way is you're actually receiving from a place of emptiness. So you're not necessarily resisting so much but you're pulling it in in a way that you need it for validation, okay? So this also happens with gifts or service or words of affirmation, okay? Words of affirmation is my second love language. First is touch for me. Second is words of affirmation, if you've ever read the book, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Um, so words of affirmation, I always feel like I'm going to that as my example because words of affirmation mean a lot to me. So I really... I really um, relate with both of these categories, actually, these first two, because I am so, um, because words of affirmation mean so much to me, I do find myself sometimes even resisting them because they do mean so much to me, which I know sounds kind of strange, or I find myself in the second category sometimes also because they do mean a lot to me. And that is from a place of, I feel like I need those words of validation, those words of affirmation for my own validation. Okay. So let's go back to the, you have a kind heart comment. If somebody tells me that, and I am coming from a place of not enough, and I'm just hanging on those, that person's words, and I'm depending on people to tell me regularly that I'm kind, to feel kind, then when they tell it to me, this is what it feels like to me. It feels like I am a, a really thirsty person, but that I have no capacity of actually holding the water inside of me. Like it just goes right through me. So it feels like I'm kind of this never ending vacuum, right? I, I mean, you could call it a bottomless pit of need. I mean, I don't want to, but you know, you could. But where you have this feeling of like, Somebody gives me those kind words and I feel like, oh my gosh, yes, that feels so good. I'm just like drinking it in, but then it doesn't last for me. Like I can just go right through me and I'm left searching for my next, somebody saying something kind to me again, right? 
And when I find myself doing that, then yeah, it feels good. I get this like little hit of like, mm, yeah, that feels so good. And you can apply this also to acts of service. If it's like, I mean, since my love language is an acts of service, this one doesn't relate to me as much, but this could easily relate to you if your love language is acts of service, where you feel loved when somebody's serving you, but if somebody isn't serving you, then you don't feel loved anymore, right? And it's just this, again, the service feels good for a second, but then there's nothing there to hold it. And then you're just feeling like you need more from people all the time, right? This also applies to gifts. If, the, In fact, that's actually a love language as well. Um, so again, this one isn't mine, so it doesn't resonate with me as much as the words. But for you, I want you to think, when you receive a gift, is it like this, oh my gosh, yes, I am validated. This is so wonderful. I love this feeling. You may also feel some sense of lack in some area of your life where you don't feel like you have enough things. And so when you receive this gift, you give this, you know, this great hit of dopamine and you're like, yes, this feels so good. And then sure enough, soon after you're left with that emptiness, which can also lead to materialism and the desire to just consume more. You know what I mean? Like I just need more stuff. And then you get that little hit and it feels good. But then as soon as that wears off, you're looking for more, right? So any any of these areas, this applies to in receiving. When you're coming at it from a place of emptiness or lack of any kind, when you receive the thing, it feels so good. And then that feeling just goes away and you're searching for that thing again, whether it's gifts or service or words of affirmation. So this gets a little tricky because we're talking about receiving here. We just talked about accepting things when people give them to you, right? With a thank you and from a place of gratitude. So you might think, so why are we talking now about feeling good about it and receiving it too much? And it's because this is just the opposite side of the spectrum. Or frankly, for me, it actually both comes from a place of insecurity and lack, but it just manifests differently. So, so let's just look at this for a second. So if somebody, I'm going to go back because again, for me, receiving words is really what I relate to. Somebody says... And for me, the best compliment that anybody could ever give me is that I'm loving. So that's why I keep going back to the kind heart thing, because to me, that means a lot to me. I want, I do truly want to be a loving person. It comes from a place of, I want to give love. I feel love for people. So if somebody tells me that I made a difference in their life or they felt love for me, it feels really good to me, right? And if I can manage not to deflect it or resist it, but I'm still like drinking it in from this place of I'm not enough. And so this is filling me up in a really powerful way, but it's just going to go away. and I'm going to be left hungry again for this. How can I find a place of receiving it with gratitude, but also not being defined by it? So that if I go a week without somebody saying something, giving me a compliment, can I still feel just as good about myself as I do when somebody does, Right. And this, for me, is where the magic of wholeness starts coming to play. And it's the antidote to both kinds of receiving. Both the resistant kind of receiving, where you feel like you resist it and you deflect it. Also, it's the antidote to the kind of receiving where you're coming at it from a place of lack and emptiness and you just feel like you're just starving for it. And <laughs> But then it just goes right through you, right? And that comes from filling up your worth and your wholeness from the inside, so we have an episode called Escaping the Trance of Unworthiness, which I will link here. 
And it's really the crux of this whole thing. When I know who I am and that my soul is whole, no matter what's happened to me, no matter how bad of a week I've had, no matter what I have or have not gotten done, that my worth is intact. That the big part of me, the I am part of me, like that, that deep well of wholeness inside of me, if I can tap into that, then words that people tell me that are kind, I can receive with gratitude, but I'm already a full cup. So yes, I, I can feel love in my heart when somebody tells me those things, but my cup is already full. So it's beautiful because then it just overflows and I'm able to give from a place and that will move us into giving. But I can still feel the beauty and receive it. And it still feels good. I'm not saying that when I'm coming at it from a place of wholeness, the compliments don't feel good because they do. They feel beautiful, but I don't feel defined by them. I don't feel hungry for them. It's almost like my wholeness is here no matter what. And if people recognize things that I do, great. And if people don't recognize things that I do, also great. It's like I'm less dependent on them. Does that make sense? So it still feels good. It's still I can still enjoy somebody telling me something kind, but I don't depend on it and I don't define myself by it. Also, if I'm coming at it from a place of wholeness, I don't feel the need to deflect it or to resist it in any way, right? I don't have to give an excuse or say, oh, it really wasn't that great or knock myself down in any way because I already know that I'm worthy and whole. So I don't, that desire or that habit to deflect and resist also disappears when I'm coming up from a place of wholeness. And again, this applies not just to words, but to service. I can receive service with love and gratitude, but not feel like I'm dependent on it to feel loved. Or the feeling that I need to beat myself up in order to accept that service. Same thing with gifts. I don't have to, I can just receive it with love and with gratitude and wholeness without searching for the next receiving of a gift to feel whole and loved. Okay. And then I also don't have, feel, it's just, I don't know, it's just this beautiful place to be. So the question is, yeah, that sounds great. But how do we actually do that? Right? How do we come at it from a place of deep worth and deep fulfillment and deep wholeness? And that is where, can you guess? Can you guys guess if you've heard me talk or any of us from Find the Magic talk for any period of time? I bet you can guess. Okay, that is by taking time in stillness to find who you truly are and fill yourself up from the inside. So for me, this looks like self-care, which you've heard me say before, but to me, self-care is not about buying things. It's not about even manicures, pedicures, although those are beautiful things. I'm not saying that those aren't enjoyable. It's not about expensive dinners. Self-care for me is tapping into who I truly am. True self-care for me requires time, but it doesn't require anything fancy and it doesn't require money. It requires time with myself. And for me, um, I'm a very spiritual person and for me that's time with God. So I'm going to link several of our miracle, our morning routine episodes. But for me, that time comes mostly in the morning, but also can come all throughout the day with 
affirmations of I am enough, I am worthy. I am whole how I am. And when I see the desire to resist or deflect receiving, I can say things like, I am whole how I am. And if I feel the desire, or not the desire, but if I feel the reflex, which is most common for me, is that feeling of like, ooh, suck it in, pull it in because I'm, I'm empty. I can also say, I am whole. My worth is not dependent on this. It can feel good to receive it, but it's not dependent on it. And so I actually really like to, in my yoga class this time of year, actually, I usually always focus on this kind of meditation. But what I like to do is when I'm really focusing on receiving or giving from a place of wholeness, I like to, when I meditate, and this is an, I'll, I'll link my daily meditation in the show notes here, which is the meditation I do every day. But I like to add this time of year when I'm really focusing on giving and receiving, I like to add the imagery kind of at the end of my meditation. So, or at the beginning, whichever one feels good to you, you kind of get in a relaxed state. And I actually like to imagine as I'm breathing that I'm just pulling in light. Like for me, I'm just pulling in this beautiful love that's all around us all the time. For me, it's God's love or whatever it is for you the love and the light that's just all around us all the time. I picture it like a well of like a spring of water, just like coming out. If you've ever been in a beautiful place with springs, you know, it's just so abundant, just coming in every breath I'm pulling in. I'm just pulling in this love. And by the end of the meditation, I feel so full of love and light and worth and all of that. Like I just feel like it's too much for me to hold and I just allow it to just spill over. Like I imagine literally that I am just full and there's just love and light just spilling over so that as I go throughout the day, especially this time of year where I am choosing to do a lot of things this time of year, I'm choosing to make a lot of food and go to a lot of family events and I'm choosing to do it, but it's still a lot. But the beautiful thing is when I fill myself up through stillness, then I'm literally walking around the rest of the day feeling like I am overflowing here with love and light and I have so much to give. It's not depleting me at all. Like I'm just able to give it. And when people give to me, I can just receive it also from a place of wholeness. And it's just this amazing full feeling, but I'm starting out the day feeling full. So (laughs) to me, the key is filling up yourself with stillness, with alone time, with realizing that there is a space between who you truly are and all of your thoughts and all of your emotions and all of your feelings. There's this beautiful space. And in that space, we can pull in so much love and so much light inside of us that we can just walk around feeling so abundant. Okay. The second thing I want to talk about is giving. So giving, so we talked about how to receive, um, two ways of less healthy receiving and then the way of more healthy receiving from a place of wholeness. And now I want to talk about giving. So giving, if you've ever faced Christmas with feeling like you have so many presents to give, but you don't have enough money to give it, that feeling is a rough feeling, right? And I know there's a lot of people listening to this who feel that and you're like, yeah, I got it. I feel that. So when you give with money that you don't have, which I think we've all done at some point, it doesn't feel very good, right? Like it just feels like you're going on empty. So the question is, so if you just look at a financial standpoint, how can you give with what you already have, right? And that might be, look like getting creative. It might look like explaining to the people in your life. I am deciding this year that I'm only going to give from what I can give 
and feel good about. And so that means the gifts this year are going to be maybe more experiential. You know, I'm going to, it'll be more like quality time together. I want to go on a hike with you or whatever it is. And I know as I say that, you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds so lame. But I do know, I don't know the answer for everybody. All I do know is that it feels good to get from a place of what you already have. And the people are oftentimes willing to understand that. And if they're not, that's okay too. You know, we choose what we do and people can choose whether or not they're happy about it. So I just want to start out with that and also just kind of acknowledge that I know that's really hard. So if you're in that situation right now and you're feeling like just from a material standpoint, you're given from a place of empty. I understand that. And, um, I think all of us have experienced that to some extent or the other. And so let's apply that though, that concept. Now let's go a little deeper. What does it mean from an emotional, from an energy standpoint, from the inside of us standpoint to give when we're feeling like we're empty? It feels the same way, but sometimes, sometimes even deeper because we feel like we're, we're giving from a place of just depletion inside of us and that does not feel good. So now let's go into that. So this can be giving of time. It can be giving of actual gifts. It can be giving in any way we give of service, all the ways we just talked about receiving. Now we're talking about giving. How can we give not from a place of resentment? So these are the, some of the less healthy ways to give. See if there's any of these resonate with you. You feel so empty. You feel like you don't have any time and you feel like you're still giving to people, but you just feel resentful. Maybe they're not grateful or maybe they are grateful, but you're so empty. It doesn't even matter, right? Giving from a place of empty does not feel good at all. Um, the other way is kind of same thing, but just a different side of the coin, which is where you're giving, but you're expecting something back, right? Like I'm going to give you this, but you better give this back. You better give me a good present back or you better give me a good amount of time back or you better give this back. So you're giving like a, a conditional give, right? Like I'm giving in a transactional way. Both of those two ways are really common ways to give. And I have given from both of those places. I have given from a place of depletion before and resentment and emptiness. And I've also given in a transactional way before where I'm definitely expecting something back. I'm not giving unconditionally. So if you resonate with either of those two ways, no problem. You're human. So we're all in this together. Uh, but let's just talk about a healthier way to give. And that is from a place of wholeness. So just like I was talking about with budget, sometimes you might need to explain to somebody what you can or can't give. The same thing goes from an emotional standpoint. There is nothing wrong with saying, I'm feeling empty right now and I need to take some time and not give right now. You know, I need, uh, we're going to do an easy dinner tonight because that's where, that's where I'm at right now. Or maybe that looks like, you know what, I'm actually going to not do that tradition this year because I'm running on empty and I need to refuel right? So it can look a lot of different ways and it might require some explaining to people. As I say that, I am a Christmas tradition fanatic. And so for me, like, I don't like that option, right? Like I'm not going to not do a tradition because the traditions really make me happy. So, so for me, if I'm not going to choose to do that, how does this look? How can I give then of my time, my energy, my love, presence, 
words of affirmation, service? How can I give all those things from a place of wholeness? And I'm going to give you two tips here. One is refer to the first tip. Fill yourself up first with love and light through time with yourself. Solitude time. There's nothing that replaces solitude time. I don't care if you're an introvert or an extrovert. We all need solitude time. And there's lots of cool research out there that we go into in a lot of different episodes about it. So start there. Filling yourself up from a place where it's literally like I am starting the day with just I'm so full that I can give from a beautiful place of wholeness. And the other part of self-care that I just want to note here, again, we talked about this a little bit receiving, but let's deepen it. When we're giving a lot, it is really important self-care to also take care of our bodies. So let's look at, are we giving ourselves enough sleep? Are we fueling ourselves with foods that help give us energy? And for me, that probably looks different than it looks for you, right? And that's okay. But are we caring for our bodies? Because our bodies are a vehicle that help us give. And when we're not giving to our bodies, that really, really adds to our feeling of emptiness, right? We're not putting the gas in the gas tank and then we're trying to drive. And that's really hard. So, I mean, a car just shuts down and sometimes our bodies will do that too. So that's another little tip. When you're giving, not only are we filling ourselves up through solitude, filling up our soul, well, our soul's already full, sorry. We're filling up, you know, allowing our mind and our heart and all the different parts of us to kind of feel full. Um, But also let's take a minute and make sure, check in with our bodies. Are we taking care of our bodies in such a way that the tool that we are using to live this life, which is our bodies, can give, right? So maybe just ask yourself that. Where are you in taking care of your body? And how can you care for it a little bit more this time of year so you can give from a place of wholeness? But the last tip I want to give about giving is, and this I learned from some of the people who I know who are the best at service, who I admire the most, and have some of the biggest hearts I have ever seen. So I noticed, I remember noticing this, maybe when I was a teenager, that some of the adults who I watched give, and I mean, these are adults who I admired so much, as I kind of passed from teenagerhood into adulthood, I found that some, when they started sharing with me how their experience, some were just depleted. Like they gave and gave and gave, but they were depleted. And then others, there was a couple that I knew that I saw and I saw them give and I saw them serve, but they were still just glowing and they just seemed so vibrant still. Like it didn't take from them to give. And then as I started to do more service myself, and especially as I started getting into kind of um, healing work or even healing conversations where I'm just talking with somebody and they share my favorite kind of service because I'm a talker and I love people. Honestly, my favorite kind of service is just sitting with somebody in their pain as they share something, right? And just being there for somebody. To me, that's one of the the kinds of service that is means the most to me. Again, because I'm a talker, I'm a word person. And so therefore, for me, that's the kind of service that I really like to give also. But what I found is that I found that when I serve somebody and I give from my own stores, like inside of me, and this can happen emotionally, like where I'm actually like taking on somebody's emotions and I'm putting them inside of me, that actually depletes me. So 
either I'm giving so much of myself that it's like I'm actually pulling out my own energy and giving it that depletes me or that can also look like I'm going to take all of their stuff that they're all their baggage and I'm going to put it on my back right and I'm just going to walk around with it even when I'm not with them that actually started happening to me a lot when I was really focusing in on doing this kind of service for people I noticed if I didn't pay attention I would I would walk around the whole rest of the day with their baggage on my back they're gone they're feeling lighter and I'm like oh man that's really heavy and it would affect how my own energy right so so this is a little little trick okay so when you're giving in any way specifically I'm just going to use the example of sitting with somebody in their pain or really listening to somebody and allowing like having that be your active service um the key is not to dip in to your own stores so what this looks like for me is I've already filled myself up with solitude time I sit down with a person and I'm giving them my attention. That's my gift. I'm giving them my attention and my heart, right? As I'm looking at them, I'm listening to them, I'm giving them love. That's what I'm giving. So my job here is to love. But I look at it like I'm just a conduit. Like for me, I just feel like God's love coming in through me and out to the person, okay? So it's like I'm just flowing it. I am just a human being who's allowing this love to come through me and I'm just letting that person be showered with love as we're talking, right? But the beautiful thing is, it's just like, uh, you know, there's that saying that the light of a candle can light a thousand other candles without its own flame being diminished. Something like that. It's that concept that there is enough fire, there's enough flame, there's enough light that I can share it. It can just go right through me and I can share it with somebody else and I can share that love and it doesn't deplete me at all. I can take a person's burden and by sitting with them and loving them, that burden can feel lighter to them. But I don't have to actually bring it inside of me so that we're both just heavy at the end. That actually doesn't help anybody. So how that looks to me is, especially this may sound kind of strange, but if I'm going to sit down with somebody and I know that we're going to be talking about something really heavy, I actually imagine beforehand, like light coming in through the top of my head, say a little prayer, like light, light, light. Like I can send light, but I'm not going to pull in any of the negativity into me, right? I'm going to hear about it and I'm going to see it. I'm going to sit with this person. I'm going to witness them and I'm going to love them, but I'm not going to actually pull it inside of me. Okay. So this, I know this sounds kind of woo-woo here, but it really, really, really helps. And for me, it's the difference between being able to really give truly and make that person feel like they just received something beautiful, but that I don't leave depleted, right? So what I found is that you can give and that giving actually simply adds to you because anytime we connect to somebody, we are adding. It's this beautiful thing connection is beautiful so we can do it in a way that doesn't actually deplete us so how does that look that that works with service that also works with words of affirmation giving it from a place of there is so much good to say and inside of me I'm whole so I can say these words of affirmation to you and it feels like I'm giving it to you from a place of wholeness right it can also look as gifts like we talked even from a money standpoint you know, you can give from a place of this is what I have to give. I'm not going to dip into something that I don't have to give it to you. And 
you can use that in all of these kinds of ways. But for me, it is all about filling yourself up and allowing it to flow through you. In fact, as I'm thinking about it, this totally applies to money. Money just flows also. It just flows. It doesn't sit oftentimes. Oftentimes money is a flow. Money comes in, money comes out. And we're just letting it flow and we're choosing it to do it in a way that feels good to us from a place of integrity, right? So, you know, for me that means I want more coming in than going out, right? But same thing from an emotional standpoint. I want to feel like I have all this love coming in. But for me, you know, actually, as I say that, to me, this emotions are deeper. Love, love, there is an infinite flow. You can apply it to money as well, but it's really resonating with me with love. There is an infinite flow of love, guys. There is no amount of love that you can give and have. If you're doing it from a place of wholeness, loving somebody does not deplete you. There's an infinite flow of love and it's all around us. So if you're feeling depleted by giving love, then this is a good place to kind of analyze why. Why? Am I giving from stores inside of myself? Am I not just letting it flow through me? Am I trying to give from my actual like life source itself? Because I actually have done that. I have done that before and I, you can feel it. It feels different. Or am I giving from a transactional standpoint? Like I'm expecting something back. And as I say this, just to be clear, I always feel like I need to give the caveat. If you are giving in a relationship where somebody's not giving anything back and you need to set some boundaries because the relationship either isn't working or isn't healthy or whatever, then of course, set boundaries. I'm not saying just give, 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 give and never expect anything in return because in a relationship, obviously, there is both giving and receiving. So if you have any, if you're having any like, questions about that. Brené Brown has some great things about boundaries. Um, also therapy is a great, great tool for that. But, um, but I'm talking about just giving, choosing to give and receive love from that place of wholeness. We can give love from a space. There's so much love in the world. There's more love than we can ever dream of. So my invitation to you this time of year is to spend time with yourself. Look at the way you receive and see if you can shift from resisting it or drinking it in so much needing its validation to I am whole, I am worthy. My worth is not dependent on what I receive. And from that place, you can receive with love and wholeness and gratitude. And it feels good, but you don't require it. And that place feels so good. So good. Can you also give from a place of wholeness by solitude time, taking care of your body, and also not using your own stores, but actually letting it just flow through you? Seeing that there is abundance and you can just let it come through you to give, like you are just overflowing. And again, that comes from feeling whole. So I hope you guys find some tools here that will help you this time of year and all year long, but I hope that you can enjoy the beauty of receiving and giving from a place of wholeness. Okay, let's find the magic.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, just a quick reminder to use code FINDTHEMAGIC to receive $50 off any Gab wireless device, watches, phones. Let's keep our kids safe on tech as they go back to school, but also safe and aware of where they are. So again, that's Gab Wireless with code FINDTHEMAGIC. You can receive $50 off any device. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 brown cows <laughs>